0: Okay, today's class is, the, we have a few sponsors, so just sit, sit tight for two minutes. Yeah, it's not working, the camera. Just just get rid of it. Okay, all right. Yeah. So just, you know, just, uh, just videotape it without it going live. Just videotape it. Just videotape it here. Just videotape it, go backwards. Yeah. Perfect, just press record. So unfortunately, unfortunately, video, video. video. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Today's class is sponsored anonymous for the full Shalema of Bracha Brut Le'abad Rut for full Shalema of. Give me a second. Let me just record. For full Shalema of, also Yeshua Chaim Ben Chana Yehudit sponsored in the honor of my brother, birthday. Zaid Vishwan, it should be the best year for him, blessed material, special, success, and abundance. Also for Shimshon Ben Rezal, Rufo Shalema for Raziel Bat Chadas, and Shidduch for Yosef Yehuda Ben Razel. Anonymous for Eliezer Ben uh, Sarah Mina, Hashem should bless her with countenance, ignited spark, etc. In memory of Yosef, of Moshe Ben Yechil, Anonymous in the memory of my father, Marcel Estrada, my dear friends, Baruch Ben Yitzhak, and Shlomo Reuven Ben Ben Yamin, May their Nishomus have an Eliam. Shidduch for both of their friends, Shashana bat Miriam Yosef, and Sarah Yisrael ben Zara, continued success, etc. Also anonymous for the of Raphael ben Chana, Yitzchak ben Hanon Chana, Menachem ben Adina, anonymous for Rufu of Chaya Esther but Yata, ben Feig Adina, Natan, Tzvi, ben Golda, Yisrael, ben Fruma. Wow. You know, normally I get non-Jewish sponsors. Mark Jones, you know, this is a... Uh, Rachel bat Tova for the, for the bar mitzvah of, uh, for the bar in February for Shirach of Rivka bat Esther Leah bat Sh- Sveka and Chana Devorabas bat Razel Golda for the success of Yosef ben Rachel Yehuda Simcha ben Ziva Shira ben Leah bat Ziva Ariel Moshe ben Ziva and Ziva bat Bracha Ebi Hako's father's name Matthew H- Hako for Ahosh degrees to be cancelled anonymous for the children to have a zivug and thanks for the classes anonymous Ami Rosen for sponsoring of Nefesh for Chayach Gittel Bat Etel, Tehila Yehudit Bat Chava Gittel, and Shmuel Lev Chaim Ben Chava Gittel. Also for the Shidduch of Shendel Rivka Bat Rachel Priva Yartzeit L'Ulishmat Yesak Ben Yehuda, and Arichas Yamim for Rachel Priva Bat Zvi. We're almost done. Rufo Moshe Ben Adina, and all those who need it, Abraham Ben Gabriel, and Adam of his wife, who's who's, who's le- almost uh, giving birth, Yaffa, but Norit, Everything Should Go Smooth, Anonymous in gratitude for the classes, Matthias, Yo- Yoel, Ben Moshe, for sponsoring Chol Stroh to break out of her negative habits, Klippot, etc., all Anonymous sponsors, Anonymous for the Zahut of all the needed in this world, Anonymous in honor of the classes, and also in honor of Sh- Shlomo, Ben Edward, Edward, Ben Ch- Ephraim, and Daniel, Ben Gedalia, Yelushma Daniel, Ben Gedaliah. Daniel, Ben G'daliyam. Anonymous for of... David, ben, ben Edel, anonymous for, for Sholei, Marugita, Bot, Bat, Silia, Elira Mizrahi, for my father, for her, my father, Moshe Mizrahi, and my mother, Yafa Mizrahi, and Chaim, Makiel, Ben Yaakov, Emmanuel, in honor her, her his parents, Yaakov, Emmanuel, Ben Yosef, Chay, Asura Ben Chava, and Shadok, Ben Nira Ben Sipora and for her brother, Yosef, Hirsch Ben Yaakov, Enamel. Okay, wonderful. Wow. Thank you so much for the uh, 28 sponsors. Baruch Hashem. We have a tremendous uh, tremendous following and they're very, very generous. So today's class, we're going to talk about an amazing, amazing topic. The books that we're going to talk about today is, this is the main book, which is called Tomer Devorah. Tomer Devorah is probably the number one game changer. Before you get into any relationship, period, this is a must-have. Any relationship with, your, with anybody, parents, family members... Especially, you're going to get into a new relationship with people. Tomer Devora is an ultimate guide to everything. It helps you deal with the past. It helps you go through trauma. It helps you deal with difficult people. It's the most amazing book. The reason why it's so amazing is because what are we doing? We're imitating our Creator, pretty, pretty much. If we're imitating our Creator, that our Creator's energy comes through us, we are happy. When we go against our Creator and we, our egos take over, then this is why this energy, we feel blockage in energies. We feel like things are not working right. And this is why this book, the whole purpose of this book, is to release a lot of negative energy. And to open up a lot of mercy. This is why this book is so beneficial. I've helped so many people with this book. Another book is Wisdom. Another book, Rabbi Levi used to go over a And obviously, Letting Go. Alright, so let's talk about the benefits of this book. Why do we need it? Before we get to it, I just want to... The, the, the number one usual thing that I'm dealing with today is people having trouble with relationships. Somehow you can be very rich and be very successful, but if you can't get along with anybody, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, we can have very successful lives, but our lives come down to our quality of relationships. You know, you have all this money, but you're single. You you know, what are you going to do with it? You know, our quality of relationships is a major deal in our lives. And this is where you could see there's the most pain in And obviously, when we get this right, can everybody hear me? Can everybody hear me? When we get this right and we really have the right strategy, you have everything. And sometimes we're dealing with very, very difficult people in our lives. And, you know, there's a constant term, I'm getting abused, I'm getting my boundaries, etc. I just want to give you a a different standpoint tonight. And I want to give you also a little reality check. That everybody goes through this. You're not the only one. They say a dysfunctional family is any family with two people. <laughs> that is a dysfunctional family. So sometimes we say, oh, how, "How come me? I'm in this relationship. How come I have to go through this?" We spoke many times that you might want to be Switzerland, but somehow you're in the middle of a war every single time. We get dragged in, no matter what happens. So sometimes people get into relationships. They're like, "Well, this family is, you know, they're this, this." Guess what? Every family is going to have that. And this is why Ram Nachman really gives us a beautiful perspective. You would figure he said these words uh, yesterday, but he said these words 250 years ago. It appears that everything's more stressful today, but nothing's, nothing's changed between you and me. Whereas Rav Nachman tells us, the world is full of strife. There are wars between great powers. There are conflict between localities. There is feud amongst families. There is discord amongst neighbors. There's friction in every household between man, wife, between parents and children. Life is short, people die every day, the day passes, will never return again. But people still fight and never once remember their goal in life. All strife is identical. All strife is identical, remember that. The friction within each family is a counterpart of the wars between the nation. Each person in his household is a counterpart in the world within those nations. Some, you know, we have Democrats, we have Republicans in the family. Everybody, it's like, this is not a new thing. This is, this is something that everybody has to go through. Where Ramanachman tells us the straits of each individual are also reflected in these nations. Some are very angry, some are cold, some are hot. You may wish to live in peace, You have no desire for strife. Still, you're going to be forced into dispute and conflict. A nation may desire peace, may try to make all concessions to achieve it, but no matter how much it tries, it's still going to get caught up in a war. Two opposing sides can demand an allegiance until they're drawn against their will. The same is true of each household. Man is a miniature world. His essence contains the world, everything around it. Now, a man and his family contain all the nations in the world. When you see your family, you have to think of the whole world as in your family. Different families, different personalities, different people. But, he says, a man living in isolation can be insane. So you can't live by yourself, because then the war is in your mind. So either you deal with the wars with the family, or if you want to live alone, then your war is in your mind. So it's not a question whether or not you're going to war. But what Rabbi Nachman telling us here, Something very important. He tells us, life is short. People die every day. You don't have to spend all day long thinking about this. Yes, you have problematic people in your life. Yes, these things happen in your life. Yes, that person. But all day long, you shouldn't, it shouldn't take all your energy. Because life is short. And this is taking all your energy all day long. And all day long, you're worried about what people said to you. And how you got insulted. And you're angry and dysfunctional. Then you have no life. Because his instructions are, you can't avoid this. So this is why I tell many people, you know, listen, yes, this shidduch is good, that shidduch... You're still going to get caught up in something. So the realistic expectation is, I'm going to get caught up in something, because this is what the world is about. And as much as I want to try to avoid and believe me, I was married, I got divorced, I got remarried. Baruch Hashem is super happy. But it's a different, different people, different, different situations. It's not like, I can go to a place and hang around and avoid strife. So sometimes people are dating, they see a little strife, Oh! Not for me! It's impossible not to have strife. The only thing you can do about it, is not spend all your day thinking about it. That's what he's telling us here. Life is short, people die every day. You can either give mercy, or you can hold on to resentment all day long. You can give your energy away, or you can live. This is what Rav is telling us. You are not safe from this. When I heard this line, he says, only when Mashiach comes are you going to have permanent peace. That's it. You have to wait. Until then, you have to find a way when you can't change the way you look at, when you can't change things, you have to change the way you look at them. This is exactly what we're talking about tonight. Finding a way to look at people completely different. And that's really what the shift in consciousness is about. Tonight. And when you understand this, then it's not a matter of whether this relationship is going to work out or not. I have to make it work out. Changing my perspective. I have to make it work out. Of course, we're not telling you to enable people. I'm not telling you to get into a toxic relationship, but are you going to have relationships where people fight, and you're going to have issues with your shalom bayit, et cetera? Not to think you're going to have problems is the problem. How do you like that one? That you're going to go into a relationship with no headaches and no problems and no issues, that is the problem. (laughs) That is the biggest problem. But when you know you have to go through this and thank God we have prayer and thank God we have mercy and thank God we 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 can transform ourselves and we can look at situations in our life where God forces us to get the greatest out of us that we would have never gotten the greatest out of us. You know how many people came to my classes because of people in relationships? Toxic relationship. You know how many people came to these classes? People don't come here. Uh, They come here when they're broken. They come here when they're in pain. But we transformed the pain into mercy. And as a result of that pain becoming into mercy, then they get tremendous... They get openings that David would have never had before. So just have a realistic expectation when you're dating. If it's too calm, there's a problem. You're getting set up. Okay? You're getting set up. If it's too, too easy... You're going to pay for it one way or another. And I'm not telling you to be negative. I'm not telling you to be not, not be. I'm just telling you to have a different perspective. To have a different perspective. And not to take everything so personal. And not make everything about us. Just giving you, opening your lenses. I don't think this kind of language is out there. You know, the world tells you, avoid negative people. Avoid toxic people. Welcome, they're Velcro. They're all around you. The world tells you. I just... uh, Stay around and have five good friends. That's not what Rabbi Nachman's telling you here. <laughs> not telling you here. What are you going to dump your mother, dump your grandmother, dump your wife? You're going to dump everybody? Everybody's toxic? The whole world is toxic? The whole world's abusing you? That's not the mindset. That's not the Torah mindset. Torah mindset is, most of the time, is telling us that we're, we're, we're projecting instead of reflecting. Half of the problem is we're actually sending them those feelings. So we're, <laughs> half of the problem is us. Because we're the ones sending them that negative energy. (laughs) That's the problem. That's the craziest thing at the end of the day. It's you're yelling at the mirror for God's sake. They almost tell the guy, why would you give me this mirror? The mirror is a projection. And this is where the deep work comes in. This is where you can sit there and say, okay, this is what, these relationships keep on happening to me. What can I do to change? Why am I getting the same lesson all the time? Why am I getting the same... Why am I getting salted all the time? Why am I getting this? What, what's, why is it constantly happening? And when we, don't, we, when we don't have, you know, I can't tell you, when I was younger, you know, one of the things I saw, I saw a lot of religious people that weren't spiritual. And that really, really, uh, was like, what's the point? I didn't understand the whole concept. How could you be religious and not spiritual? It's like, it doesn't make sense. First, Reb Nachman tells you, be spiritual first. Because religion without spiritual, a religious guy with holding hate and holding animosity, and be depressed all day long because it's not, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? What's the whole point of this? The whole point of this is to be the simcha. the whole point of this is to have faith in our lives, to be spiritual. But I just want to give you guys a realistic, it's not, I get a very common thing, it's not for me. It's not for me. Well, what is for us? It's very easy and remember today, Society is very, very, very weak. So we are very weak in general. You can see the divorce rates going higher and higher. You know, back then, a guy, I saw a great video. Back then, a guy would jump, you know, knock himself into a wall. He would bang into the wall. He would say, ouch, and move on. Now he bangs into the wall. He takes a selfie of him on the floor and becomes a victim. That's the new society, you understand? Back then, you, got, you banged into the wall, you moved on. Today, the guy is taking selfies of him being hurt and getting attention for people. Just you could see the society is completely, completely changed. And I, what I want to get to you guys is, I want you guys to get tremendous mercy, but I also want you to have realistic expectations of what you're dealing with. I promise you, if you had everything too calm in your relationships, you would get ultimately bored. So, God puts the heat on. He puts the heat. He tells you what, you're, what you need to work on. But ultimately... Difficult people are in our lives More as an opportunity for us To become godlike Than they are there for no reason And I can't tell you this enough I can't tell you this enough And the key tonight is really to get those openings To mimic your creator To get those, those things that you've never gotten before And I don't think nobody talks about it like Rab Nachman uh, I've yet to see the amount of Different perspective that we, we tell us because the world always tells you, it doesn't work, move on. Not, not so all the time. Sometimes you have to really, really see, is this something I'm projecting? Is this something that I'm holding in, that I'm really sending to them? You know, there's a, there's a Vic, uh, David, David um, Hawkins says it's very simple. And the Baal Shem Tov, they all says, when you're thinking bad about somebody, they feel it. It's amazing that thoughts are vibrations of energy. When I'm thinking bad about somebody, they are feeling it. It's almost like you looking at a person, turning your face at them, and expecting them to smile at you. Do you understand? It's not going to happen. Do you understand? People see your energy. This is why Rabbi Nachman says, we are the ones that have to change the way we look at people first. We are the ones that have to do the majority of work. Rabbi Rush was at my house. He was there for four or five days. Many people came in with many issues with relationships. There, his advice was the following. He told each member of, the, of, the, of, the, of the, the spouse and the husband, they told him, you need to speak 20 minutes and only think about the good points in your wife and you need to think about only the good points in your husband. Both of you need to go and send positive vibes to each other. He's basically telling them, don't even tackle right now because the amount of energy you're sending is not getting. You're, you're projecting what, you're, what, you, what you have. <clears throat> And, and the Baal Shem Tov says the same thing. People are our mirrors. If we want to change, people are just our mirrors. What we don't like about other people, it's usually something that we are holding inside. Now, the advantage of this is you start becoming more aware, you start letting go, and then things happen for you. Tremendous blessings come to you when you're a merciful person. When a person is full of mercy, he gets blessings across the board. You know why? Because he gets the divine energy through him. But if we create blockages because of resentment, hate, judgment, then we don't allow the divine flow to come to us. Because your Creator is not resentful, so how could you want the divine flow if you're resentful? Doesn't make sense. You have to let the energy pass through you. And the way we do that is through joy, through focusing on the good in people, just like He does. Our Creator focuses on the good in us, He gives us, He's patient with us, He's very tolerant with us So we also have to mimic and basically do the exact same thing with others The benefits to to practicing these 13 attributes of mercy The Reb Lev Yitzchuk says that Shefa comes down to a person, financial bounty comes down to a person But there's one thing that you could do to create the pipeline a little bit faster, to create a more of a flow. He says here, when a person practices the 13 attributes of mercy, which we're going to talk about tonight, that opens up Shefa for the person more than anything. There's no greater blessing that you're going to get in your life, financially, relationship, etc. than practicing these 13 attributes. Because where do these 13 attributes of mercy come from? Sorry for the permission of the rabbi. I forgot to say that. Where do these 13 attributes of mercy come from? They come from the highest realm in spirituality called Keter. It's the highest attic mercy Kabbalistically. It's the highest level of energy, the level of mercy and repentance. When the Jews sinned with the golden calf, Moshe Rabbeinu said, show me your ways. God said, reveal to them the 13 attributes of mercy and I will forgive them. So you could see, even something drastically, drastically, as far as idol worshipping, and the Jews, God, God gave them the measure of the 13 attributes of mercy. I have been practicing, if you look at my Tomer Devorah book, you can look at it, it's, it's completely superused, broken, because that's how many times I've had to use it. I've had to use it because this is my lifeline. Because any time that I'm seeing situations where I feel like I got insulted, I got hurt, or areas that, I, that I'm not looking at correctly, I find a way to copy the divine in that area. And when you do that, like I said before, major opportunities open up for you, financially, relationship-wise, etc. This is why our sages tell us that a person who does not answer when he gets insulted, he's, he can give people brachas, he can give people brach- blessings. So you can see the power of this situation. It's a very powerful concept. And we all have that inside of us by the way. We all have the ability to mimic our Creator, but next to us is the big Ego. We have a, we have a big Yeti we have an Ego, and that he's the one causing all the resistance. The Ego's job is to always say, I need to control the situation, to project your own fears, to think of forgiveness as a, weak, some, as a weakness. If I forgive them, that means I'm weak. Why would I do that? They're the ones that hurt me. They're the ones that are doing it for me. So the ego's job is to literally basically stop you from mimicking your creator. Pretty, pretty much. The ego's job is focusing on self. The, the soul's job is focusing on how do I mimic my creator. Somebody should ask you, who's your role model? You should say, Hashem. You shouldn't say, you know, LeBron James, Le Habdel, God forbid. That's not your role model. Your role model should be your creator. And this is the bottom line. When you let energy in, when you, when you, you become a vehicle for the divine flow, you give people mercy, you give people for the benefit of the doubt, you get the same vibration in heaven. Period. So this is why we have to ask ourselves, if we're getting very low vibrations, are we putting out those low vibrations? If we're not seeing love in our life, are we, putting, are we judging people too much? Baal Shem Tov says, "How can you love somebody who you judge? Judgment blocks love, and that's the first thing we do. We judge, right? Ego, ego's job is judgment. Puts the judgment, and then that blocks the love, right? Sometimes we can't see love in our own lives because we we judge ourselves the wrong way, so we can't love ourselves. You can see judgment is an object of the ego. God like God doesn't judge us unfavorably; He judges us favorably." Otherwise, we wouldn't make it, period. You would not make it. So this is just, just a, a pretty much a, a, an understanding of what we're going to talk about today. That every single life, every single opportunity, there's a great book called Winning Every Moment. You have a chance to win every moment. And the chance to win over your moment is by, by rising over your emotions and choosing what is good instead of what looks good. It looks good to hold a grudge, but it's not, it's not good. Forgiveness is good, but it looks good to get people even. That looks good, it shows you're powerful, it shows you control. but it's not good, it's blocking you. And, and I can't tell you how important this is. So that's what this book is, I, I, whoever's gonna get the book, I strongly recommend this version, because this really goes through the three attributes. But the main, the main purpose is, is before you get a rela- into a relationship, before you get any family member, before you judge, ask yourself, am I judging this person? Ask yourself, am I judging them favorably? How would you like to be judged? Would you like to be judged favorably or not? Yes. So you have to pretty much do exactly what you do to others. When you do that, the divine flow comes through you, the divine flow comes through you, that could be translated in relationships, in blessings, in all kinds of abundance. This is where our heart, Ram Nachman says, is our, is, our, is our place of creation. If the heart is blocked, the energy is blocked. Period. If the heart is blocked, the energy is blocked. Very, very important. Okay? So let's talk about. So already you spoke of, I already told you the, the benefits of that. The benefits of financially. Financially, it also opens up pipelines. Because let's say, for example, the person sins. And usually, sins block a pipeline. Usually a person sins, he, gets, he blocks his pipeline, right? It causes a klipot, it causes all kinds of things for, to, not, to not allow that, that blessing to come through. So what happens is, God creates a system that He allows you to get insulted, technically for example, when I sin, and let's say I, my Creator, is so, he, he, he gives me all these blessings in my life, and I walk around completely angry and, 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 and sad just because one thing didn't work out, okay? I didn't get my Amazon order on time, okay? The end of the world. Even though you have a house, you have a phone, you, have my, you didn't get the Amazon, they put the wrong yogurt in there. It's the end of the day, right? So technically, when you do that, when, you, when, you're, when you're angry, you're sort of insulting God. It's an insult. Because he's saying, look at this guy, look at how much I gave him. Look at all this blessings given, and all he's focusing on the stupid yogurt that he didn't get from Amazon. You understand where is this guy's head? Or, or the, God blesses you with tremendous amount of shefa, health, etc., and then one thing goes wrong, and it's the end of the day, end of the world. So what happens in that day? You sort of insult God. It's an insult because he's blessed you, and you're just focusing on the one thing that didn't work out. So that's an insult. So what happens is. Because you're in a state of low vibration, then he has to send you somebody to upset you, to, let's say a person, not necessarily something upset, a person that needs help. He gives you an opportunity to give you compassion. He sends you people to give compassion to, so that he can give you compassion for that same situation. You understand? Anytime you need a lot of compassion in life, He sends you situations where you can be compassionate, so then he cleans you out by you being compassionate, because now you mimic your creator. Let's say you're worried in business and you lost your faith and you're angry and you et cetera. So so God says, "Listen, I gotta help this guy out because this guy's like, you know, he's gonna ruin his pipelines. He's gonna get angry. He's gonna sabotage his business. So what does he do? He sends you a guy so you can give charity to. So what happens? It gets you out of your head." You, give, you end up giving charity to that guy, your creator now in turn has to change the vibration in, in, in heaven from din, judgment, to mercy. So there's always a moment to change from mercy, from judgment to mercy. You can do this all day long. You can find ways when there's judgment, the first thing you knew is you need mercy. So he gives you opportunity. So let's say, for example, I'm having a bad day and somebody insults me. Right, I could do two things. I could say, you know what? I insulted my Creator. That person has just given me an opportunity to cunt me out. And I could forgive that person. When I forgive that person, in heaven, they forgive my sins. This is why the Gemara says, whoever is very easygoing, he lets things go. He doesn't seek retribution. This is a Megillah 29b. What does heaven do? Heaven erases the sins. Can you imagine that? You can get wiped out by forgiveness. Forgiveness wipes the heavenly forgiveness above. So if, you, if you're smart, you're always looking for opportunities to win these moments. This is an amazing concept because, for example, I've had clients that they were stuck in addiction issues. And the first thing I get them is to start forgiving their parents. You know, they don't think that, hey, yeah, your parents so bad, who paid for your treatment? How, how are you here in the first place? The tooth fairy paid it? How are you here in the first place? So I, I get them to forgive their parents. And when they forgive their parents, what happens? God gives them mercy. God gives them, God gives a, gives them a light. And they are able now to, be, to, be, to get cleansed of all the times they use drugs and etc. So forgiveness, again, like I said before, it's not for other people. It's for yourself. And the more, more importantly, it's because it blocks the forgiveness above. When there's judgment above, we want to sweeten it. We want to sweeten judgment at all times. Very, very, very important. So guess where this is going to happen? Marriage. Are you going to get insulted by your spouse? Are you going to get criticized by your spouse? Are you going to get, yes, because you're human. Like we just said, everybody's got wars. This is going to happen. So you could do two things. You can hold a grudge or you could say, I forgive them. Now, I'm not telling you to be in toxic situations. I'm not telling you to enable people. But the reason why you have to forgive people, specifically a tr- something that happened in the past, a traumatic situation, the greatest way out of forgiveness is really out of trauma is really this book. Because at the end of the day, the situation happened already. And there's one principle sto- rule in life hurt people, hurt others. Period. Hurt people, hurt others. Black and white. And when people are not feeling good about themselves, the first thing they do is they hurt others. That's the way the world works. I have no idea why. Why hurt people hurt others? That's not, I'm not God to tell you that. But normally what people do is hurt people hurt others. So you have to realize that the reason why that person hurt you in the first place is because he doesn't feel good about himself. People that feel good about, yourself, about themselves don't treat other people badly. Period. <laughs> Period. Why would a person who feels good about himself treat somebody else badly? Opposite. When you feel good about yourself, the first thing you want to do is give and treat people well. So you have to assume that that person who insulted you or did whatever did to you, he was hurt. He doesn't know how to channel his energy. So what does he do? He just transferred to somebody else. Most people have no idea how to channel, how to deal with their emotions. They have no idea. His do is not in, on Fox News. What are people doing with all this energy? Where are they taking it? Where, where, where's all this negative energy going? There's a lot of negative energy out there today. So where, where is it going? Where is it being transferred to? Kickboxing, wonderful. But where else is it being transferred to? Dumped on other people. It's the bottom line. Dumped on other people. You could see how many people, you know, unfortunately, after, you know, during COVID, had that people had to... Stay home with each other. They got divorces out there. Stories in China. Many cho- stories. As soon as COVID, the lockdown was over, they went straight to the divorce. They never, they never had to deal with each other. So people don't know how to deal with each other today. That's, that's the problem today. And this is where we need to understand. We have the option. You have an option. You have prayer. You have vital. You have meditation. And what prayer does is not to change God. It's to change you. Period. When I pray and I say, did I, am I looking at this the right way? Am I looking at this or am I projecting my own problem? Am I angry because, I, are they, did they get me angry because I'm angry and they just set me off? Then you get all the results in life. This is what this is all about. Getting rid of all the internal negativity that, you end up, that you're projecting anyway that's causing the relationships to go south anyway. And this is where if we don't, it's such an important concept because I can't tell you how much, how much stress is being held and being projected across the board, across the board. You know, how many times we hear this? You're racist, obviously, you know, it's a projection. How many people are calling you racist? They're the ones that are racist themselves that call you racist, you understand? It's an obvious projection. I'm just giving you an, an, an example. If somebody doesn't like what you say. Oh, you're racist. It, 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 it's, there's no, there's no, animalistic. Everything's animalistic today. Just too much animalistic energy. Because if we don't have a form of... We don't have a meditation. We don't have a books like Tomer Devora to let go. The world doesn't know what to do with this energy. So it just dumps it on other people. So if you're in a relationship, the guy could be very, spir- very successful. But if he doesn't have emotional stability... He has a bad day at work. You're getting dumped on. Period. You're getting dumped on. You have a person who... That's why don't only look for financial success. Look for emotional success, spiritual success. You're getting dumped on. This is what's happening. People are dumping on other people, stuff from work, stuff from childhood, etc. So the Tomer Devorah allows us to look at insults completely different. Look, we look at insults we don't focus on the messenger, we focus on the message behind this insult. Why did, that, why did that message hurt me? Why did that insult hurt me so much? Why was I so bothered by that line? Why was I so triggered by that person? Why am I so angry at that person in the first place? These are the kind of questions you have to ask, versus talking about that person all day long. You're clearly hitting the wrong button, you're, you're hitting the wrong channel. You have to ask yourself, because just like we, what happens is when we have negativity, we, we send it to other people, and then they feel exactly what we're sending them, and then we just get the same negativity back. It's unbelievable how much you can change everything, relationships, etc. when you start noticing this energy. Ways to let it go are through meditation, Ways to let it go is through 13 Attributes of Mercy. Ways to let it go is to noticing it and let it go. But what am I letting it go to? That's where the difference is between the secular world and the Jewish world. With the Torah, the Torah is telling you, listen, don't just let it go, but take which attribute that, that, that appears at that moment and use it. See the difference? I'm letting it go with one of God's attributes. For example, the first attribute says, Mi'el kamocha. Who is, God, who is Hashem like you? This attribute teaches that Hashem bears insults and endures the extent. I know I'm a Baal Tshuva. Many people are Baal Tshuva. But while you were sinning and doing crazy things, who is who is sustaining you? If you got measure for measure, you'd be wiped out. But the fact that He had so much patience on us and let us come back, and waited for us, and had patience, and he was tolerant to us. And he waited, same thing. When somebody insults you, you have to have tolerance to that insult. And when you have to look at it, wow, just like I insulted Hashem, I'm, they insulted me, I'm going to let it go, Hashem, you're going to let it go. Basically, you're, you're literally taking that moment, instead of taking a personal you elevate it to God, and you say, here, now we're even on this one. Clean. That was the purpose of the Beit HaMikdash. People would go to the temple, they made a mistake, they would bring the sacrifice, and it would be clean. This is the same way. Because anytime you forgive somebody, you let things go, the first thing you do is you feel lighter. You don't feel heavier, you feel lighter. Feeling lighter means there's more divine flow and less neg- negative energy, which is from the ego. So that's the first thing, just like we, and we also have to understand how much times, how many times we sin. We complain, we argue, we, we're ungrateful. We have to notice also how much time we're not appreciative every moment. And technically, it's sort of insulting God when you're not appreciative. And you're complaining about your wife, you it. it's insulting God. But you're a human being. So this is why you have to bear tolerance. And when people insult you, it's an opportunity for you to forgive them. Do not put yourself in the middle of a Moroccan marriage and, get in, and, get in, and look to get insulted every moment and go into a chaotic situation with a person who's toxic. Don't do that. That's not what we're telling you here to do. But we're telling you if it occasionally happens and you're going out with somebody and they say the wrong thing, let it go. Let it go. Period. It's going to happen. They're human beings. Let it go. And usually what they said has nothing to do with what you, about you. It's about something that happened earlier in the day and you just became, you got, you got snapped at. So let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. And then you start getting cleansed. And this is why sometimes Hashem sends us when He sees that we're weak. Because remember, the ultimate goal is for, God to, for us to be Godlike. He wants you to be the best version of you. He doesn't want you walking around like a victim, like saying that you're getting you, with low self-esteem. Because if you're walking around with low self-esteem, the, the, you're, you're hurting the Divine Presence. Because the Divine Presence cannot illuminate. Your neshama, your soul cannot vibrate if you're walking around with low self-esteem. Because when we're walking around with low self-esteem, what are we doing? we become the center of attraction. So we're always taking everything personal, we're always hurt, we're always getting insulted, and you're always gonna be sad. And God forbid, all of a sudden, either, either be too um, uh, enable people, instead of standing up for who you really are. That's why, it, that's why this hurts so much. It hurts so much because it's completely in the wrong direction that you need to go on. And that's why it hurts so much. Your Creator is teaching you, you need to be the best version of you. You need to take this energy that you're holding, whether this energy came from your childhood, whether you had fears, or the energy came from, uh, uh, you know, not getting approval as a child, or whatever it is that's causing you low self esteem, that's causing you to be needy to people instead of to God. That is going. That's against the purpose because now you're depending upon man. The same thing, when God, when a person is walking around with anxiety over financial things, over or over over things that are not God, fallen fears. It hurts our Creator because you're not trusting in Him. You're trusting in Fauci. You're trusting in these people. So instead of trusting in God, you're trusting in, 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 in political and in, in science and you are getting anxiety attacks when you're white. Insulting God because you said, you don't, want to, you don't want to trust me? I'm going to leave you to the system that you want. That's the problem. It's, a, it's an insult to our Creator when we don't have trust in Him. Because He's given us so much. He's provided for so much. And we decided to trust in science and man and other people. You put your hands in the wrong place. So of course, He's insulted. And that's why we feel terrible when we do that. Because the divine energy is not coming through you. Period. Period. Bottom line. If the divine... When you feel good, because His divine energy is coming through you. When you do good, you feel good. When you trust in God, you don't have negative thoughts. You don't, you don't have negative thoughts. There's no such thing as negative thoughts when you trust because you're all in. But when we don't, we allow that room for negativity. We allow the Yetzihar. The same thing in life. We, we have to recognize how much the. This is why I'm not telling you to be ashamed. I'm telling you, you should be embarrassed sometimes. We have to be embarrassed. Part of the Hezbo'ed-Dud is being embarrassed. Is being embarrassed. Because Ram Nachman says, and the Gemara says, when a person's embarrassed, all his sins are forgiven. Okay? And what we have to most likely be embarrassed about is our perspective. When we have the wrong perspective and we give the wrong meaning to things and we walk around with negative, negative energy because we're not looking at it the right way, that is also holding sort of embarrassing. I always gave the great example. Imagine you're on a plane and there's a potato, you're sitting next to somebody else and there's a bag of potato chips and you take a potato chip And the person takes the potato chip And you're looking at that person What is? She, did, did she ask me for my potato chips? Then you take another one She takes another one And you're getting angrier and angrier and angrier Every time she takes the potato chips You get so frustrated You open up your bag The potato chips are in your bag They're in your bag And she's taking the potato chips That are hers You're eating her potato chips And you're angry at her you understand? That calls for embarrassment. I'm embarrassed that I took the wrong potato chips. You know how embarrassing that is? How do you feel? Same thing. When you have the wrong perspective in life, you're almost, you're taking, you're upset, and it's your back. You're taking her potato chips. That's the primary, that's, that's a very cute example on how much our perspective, when we have the wrong perspective, your creator has to wake you up and he has to do it through pain, and he has to do whatever means necessary to wake you up, to tell you, you're looking at the wrong bag. As much as you don't, you're so stuck in our mind, you're looking at the wrong bag. This is why humility is being open-minded. Humility is saying, am I looking at this the right way? Am I looking at this situation the right way? Am I looking at this person the right way? Am I projecting? It's forcing you to change the way you could see it, versus asking them to change. Because the minute you start changing, they change automatically. That's how it works. Because you release that negative energy, you send them love, and they receive the love, and they reflect it right back to you. To do this work, you need to really be aware, and you need to set time in order to do this work. But the first, the first attribute of God is, Who is Hashem like you? Hashem, you bear insults. So anytime I get insulted, the first thing I should say, I'm going to forgive because I know I've insulted Hashem. I've insulted Hashem with my perspectives. I've gotten angry for no reason. And if that person insulted me, I need a cleansing. I'm going to forgive them. That is what our sages say when a person does not answer back in the face of an argument. The Gemara says the whole world is recreated for him. You understand? Because this guy has conquered his emotions. And he's rising up of his emotion. He's not rea- re- reacting. He's responding. He's, he's above. He's worked on him so, so much. He's let go so much that he could not make everything about you. And when you do that, that's it. You're on the next level. Everything, you become a very merciful people. Because remember... People want to be around people with high energy. People don't want to be around people with low energy. Bottom line. First thing that people ask you, how's the energy? Ah, I didn't feel it. Energy is feeling it. When you vibrate at high energy, you attract higher energy people. Bottom line. When you vibrate at low energy, there's no winners at pity parties. Pity parties have pity people. Winners don't go to pity parties. (laughs) Winners win. They don't hang out with complainers. Because... That person is not getting the, the right perspective. Not perspective. So that's the first one. The first one is just like we get insulted, we have to let it go. Okay, I'm, I'm not telling you again. Your wife is stressed out, your husband, your mother, somebody insults you. I'm not telling you to put yourself in the middle of a, a boxing ring with a, with a person who's completely off the wall. That, I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you it's going to happen occasionally. Don't hold resentment. Look at the good points in the person. People are stressed out. Don't always make it about you. The second attribute is the attribute greater than the previous one. Where the second attribute is he bears sins. So just like, for example, the first attribute, you get insulted. Now you insulted and you cause damage. You know, the guy took your car and he crashed it. Now there's damage. The same thing. There's damage also. The same thing. To the extent that we forgive for very difficult relationships, every difficult situation, that's the amount of mercy that is released for you. Okay, the harder it is for you to let go, the greater the blessing there is in that area. Period. Whatever it is, that means if the harder ones are the most blessings. I I had an example that I gave maybe nine, eight, eight, nine years ago. When I went through my divorce, I had, a, I had a family that I helped them. I gave them. Pro, I let them manage my properties. I gave the husband, the wife, all kinds of parnassa. The husband was jealous of me, and he testified against me. in My divorce, I had no reason but jealousy. Okay, I could have said, "I'm never giving charity again." This is all nonsense. This is all. I could have just said, "You see, it doesn't work." But I said, "You know what? This is an amazing opportunity." For me to get mercy. I forgave them. I didn't take it personal. And I got a tremendous blessing from that right afterwards. So would I want the blessing? Or would I, do I want the resentment? And, and what do I want? And that's a, that's a moment that I won. I won that moment. Because I rised up. Versus. Look what these people did to me. Can you believe it? I gave them tremendous mercy. This is the attribute. I bared sin, I let it go, my Creator let it go from me, whatever was stopping, and as soon as something lets go, remember something, blessings come. Blessings come, even in, and there's a segula in this book, that when a person practices this every day, he's saved from cancer, in this book. Because there's a definitely connection today to suppressed emotions and cancer. There's definitely a suppressed emotion to cancer connection. We all know that. Repressed, suppress. There's a tremendous connection. There's a segul in the book that says, a person who practices, I believe, signs, He says, a person's known this, he will, God forbid, he'll never have it. That's what he says. So this is something that, again, the, but if you're not holding anything in, you really can't get sick that much. It's only what we're holding in that bothers us. So the second one is bare sin. The third one, is he re- he removes inquiry? So, for example, you know, usually one of the things that you know sometimes we have in life, Hashem cleanses the sin and then he cleans up the mess. So now this guy crashed my car, caused the damage, and I have to clean it up. <laughs> I have to pay for the damage. Same times so you got somebody hurt you, they cause damage, and you're the one cleaning up the mess. So just like when you forgive him in that level. Hashem also, He cleans up the mess that you made cleans up the mess that you made and He's able to remove that so this is where, remember the the Torah tells us that if I could tell you the number one marriage killer today today is resentment resentment is the number one marriage killer today that's exactly what you're not doing when you're resenting the person you're holding things in you're not letting it go resentment is a marriage killer it's a relationship killer, somebody does something wrong, you hold it against them, you do a little emotional blackmail, what does that mean? If you don't do what I do, I'm going to not talk to you, pretty much, that's emotional blackmail. That's not in Toma Devorah, by the way. But that's what we all do, we seek to get even. On a very, when we're angry, we want to punish that person. We seek to get even, when we shouldn't be doing that in the first place. Because why? Because you're blocking energy from above. Imagine your creator saying, creator of the world, please forgive me. Give me mercy. I need a new car. I need a new spouse. I need mercy. I need mercy. And then somebody comes to you and says, listen, can you forgive me? I need mercy. No! Please, creator of the world, give me mercy. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's not matching. You're, you're two different people. You want mercy in heaven, but down here you don't want to give it. Doesn't match. Doesn't, doesn't match. Doesn't match. It's pretty. This is not rocket science, by the way. This is pretty. I mean, it's pretty obvious. You cannot seek revenge. Revenge is against the Torah, because revenge is a form of anger, and anger is idol worshiping. The idea behind anger is that God causes everything to happen for your benefit. Even He'll cause people to insult you. So, you can work on your self-esteem. Imagine that. Would you ever think of that? You would figure cruel. But what happens is, people have to get insulted many, many times in a row to figure out, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean? I, got, I went to that supermarket, I got insulted. I went to this supermarket, I got insulted. That means you got insulted at Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts. It can't be the coffee. It's got to be you, maybe. You're taking things too personal. Taking things too personal. So, that's showing you God sends people to insult you because He says you're not being Godlike. You're taking things too personal. You're holding too much resentment. It could be you're holding your parents' resentment. Whatever it is, something is being held and it's being manifested, and people are just there to tell you who you really are, your really worth, your energy level. Humble people cannot get insulted. It doesn't exist because they don't make it about them. A humble person cannot be insulted. Period. Because a humble person says it's not about me. It's not about me. Just like somebody would come in here, you start yelling, I don't know that person and I wouldn't take it personal. But even if it's your spouse or your family member, it's the same thing. It's not about you. So you have to let it go. That's what humility, humility really means. Humility really means is, it's not about me. So humble people cannot get insulted only. The only way they can get insulted is if they themselves are holding low self-esteem. If they themselves at that moment don't feel good about themselves then that comment really, really irritates you. Just like you can't get angry unless you are holding in negative energy. Then that person sets something off that's already in you and you get angry. That's how it works. It's, it's, it's black and white. It's black and white. And you'll see. If I told you right now, I'm going to give you a million dollars, forgive everybody you know, no problem, you'd forgive them right away. you forgive them. You would forgive absolutely ever. You wouldn't care what they did to you. What's the difference? A million dollars? You would forgive them. So it's not what happened. It's just you're in a different situation now. That's the difference. That's why you could see when you have good days, when you're happy, things you let go more in those days. When you aren't happy, those days things bother you more. And it's the same people. It's not like you got new spouses and new neighbors. They're there. They've been there for twenty years. How come that comment bothered me today and didn't bother me yesterday? Because that day, you were holding in. The other day, you were not holding in. Now this is exactly what we have to recognize. We're holding things in. When we sin, we don't feel good about ourselves. We feel off. So what happens? Hashem reminds you. Cleanse, clean, clean yourself. Clean yourself. Cleanse it. Sending people to cleanse you. In many areas of our lives. So, you know, the smart people forgive. I'm, again, I'm not telling you to go... You know, back into these relationships—that's a—that's a much higher level. But just understand that it's not just about them. Just understand that there's—you are—you are you're possibly sending a lot of negative energy, yourself, or you know—you have a, how many times we speak about this? Couples get together, they have fear. Are you sure it's working out? Then they don't have fear. Who's sending the fear first? When Moshe Rabbeinu feared, this is when power knew. Moshe Rabbeinu got fear. Power got the signal. Do you understand? That's how you know. As soon as something fears, the other person right away fears it. Right away fears it. And they see it. So you always want to have a good consciousness of your a relationship. Focus on trust. Trust. You need to go into a relationship with trust. Which is okay. Something comes up, it's a challenge in the relationship. The relationship's not a problem. There's a problem in the relationship. There's a Problem in the relationship, not the relationship is a problem. Okay, you have a problem in the relationship. (laughs) Welcome to life. Versus my relationship is a problem. Big difference. See, this is exactly what the Yetzirah does. Makes things worse than it is. Makes people much more worse. Makes people completely, completely impossible to deal with. And it's really not that bad. It's just the way we're looking at them. It's the accumulated pressure... It's the, it's the overbearing, the exhaustion, the, it's just, it's, 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 it's so much of our job. And I can tell you how much I worked on myself with this book and how much I recognized it was really all me. When I recognize, oh my God, I am the problem, I am the solution. I can't believe it. And all this time I'm wasting, I'm wasting blaming other people. I was like, I can't believe all this time I was going in the wrong direction. I was going in the wrong direction. And then I, once I started reading the book of Tomer Devorah and letting go, these two combinations, you, 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 you're going to be at another level. You'll be in another level where you can help people, your relationships will look great, and you'll see completely different. And this is exactly what this book talks about. It just talks about 13 different attributes where the 13 positions where you can literally mimic your creator every single time. And this is where like Rabbi Rouge says, if you do not dedicate 20 minutes a day to do this. It's not, this is not a YouTube channel, one minute. This is a study. This is a, remember, you're changing your conscience, changing yourself. Rabbi Rouge recommends 20 minutes. Sending good vibes to people. Sending them. Even if they're sick, sending them good vibes. Then they reflect exactly what they get back. As far as traumatic situations in the past, that is the first place you want to let go. Because you have to recognize when people hurt you in the past, and they're controlling your future right now, they're still controlling you right now. When you let go, you get your energy back. A great book for that is Edith Ager. Edith Ager. She was able to forgive Holocaust uh, Nazis, for God's sake. I mean, that's, that's a completely different level. But Edith Ager has a tremendous book on also using that forgiveness. And, and bottom line is when you're showing up to relationships, when you're showing up to marriages, you have a certain consciousness. You have a certain vibration about you. And the way you show up is usually what projects and what comes up. And people want to be around happy people. People don't want to be around needy people. They don't want to be around takers. They don't want to be around energy suckers. They don't want to be around FBI agents asking them where are you every five minutes. People don't want to be with an FBI. They don't want to marry an FBI agent. Asking them where you've been every five minutes. Are you cheating on me? Are you this? They don't want want that. Nobody wants that. People want space. Love creates space. The more love you have, the more space you give to people. The more love you have, the more less judgment you give. And then you're much happier. You're healed. You're happier. We don't walk around with all this, God forbid, all this negative, all these emotions, etc. And then we're definitely able to let go. We're able to let go. That's what the book talks about. But also, you have to also expect... You have to expect, like Rabbi, Rabbi Nachman says. He's not telling you I'm going to be saved. Sometimes it's my fault that I have difficult people. This is gonna happen. But life is short, people die every day. Don't spend don't spend all day long thinking about this. Spend five minutes talking about your in laws from 9 05 to 9 10 and then let it go. 9 05 to 9 10, give that. Find, spend five minutes talking about your athletics, schedule a time. Like the Balatanya says. Schedule a time to be miserable. Don't spend all day long with people. Or the, that person. How much time are you giving up? How much time are we giving up? And that time that you're giving up is really just throwing negative energy. Just accumulating more and more and more negative. This is what being spiritual is about. There's a guy that came to... Rav, Rav, a very famous rabbi, Rav, Rav Kanietsky. And there's a guy that came in and wanted a shidduch. And he says, Rabbi... There's a, she, she, the girl was asking him. She's asking, what do you think about this guy? Well, he, you know, he wants his butcher from this place. He wants a, a, a butcher, a tailor, this. Don't marry the guy. She told him not to marry the guy. He's already telling you what butcher to go with and this to go with. He's already, he's, the guy's asked, making too much demands. He's not going to be an easygoing guy. I don't care how much he learns. He's, he's not going to be easygoing. He's not going to be flexible. You're not going to be a flexible, let-it-go kind of person. Let, it's not for you. So you could see, you can see this is a very, very important. I can take some, if you want, I can take some, some questions. Anybody have any questions about this? Anybody have any questions? Yes? <clears throat> so, first of all, I really appreciate your... Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. I a lot. Um, one question that I have, I, I thought it this myself quite a bit, but the idea that when somebody insults you, you know, it's not about you. You mentioned that. Yes. And I like to think, you know, that sometimes it is about you. Meaning, it could be that I'm being a jerk. It could be that I'm, you know, showing up inappropriately. It could be that the person has a legitimate Mm -hmm. kind against me. And so, therefore, as much as I appreciate that idea that, you know, I'm not going to get triggered unless I have, negative self-image, but I, I personally caution myself against saying, you know what, that guy's really pissed at me, I didn't do anything, not about me. So I just wanted to hear what you're saying. Right, know. no, obviously if you're aware that you caused some damage, obviously there, there's a reason why they're upset. But in general, in general, but even though if the guy was in a higher level, he wouldn't, right. he would talk to you normally, he wouldn't, snap, right, he wouldn't seek revenge. Yes. You understand? The whole point is it's listen it's going to happen once in a while but the whole point is you got to get the big the key is here it's to get really the big picture and the big picture is is we're spending way too much time